Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast, the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine with the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice, strategies, and tips from experts without the fluff. Your host, Caroline Belinska, the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. With over 10 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce, she shares her knowledge and interviews the experts to help you in your journey to success. Now, here's your host, Caroline Belinska. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Caroline Blinska, and today I have an exciting guest. I know I say this about all of my guests, but this is a very special guest because if you have been following everything that I've been doing with Just Ask Parker, you will know that I'm adding on advisors into our team, and our advisors are there to give us advice, to give our clients advice, to help everyone get better results with their Shopify store. Our advisors are experts in their field and every single one of them has their own expertise. And in this case, we have Courtney today and Courtney's actually our new Facebook ads and Instagram ads expert that's coming on board with us. I've been speaking to Courtney for a few months now and she is absolutely amazing, such an amazing person to speak to. And her story and what she's been doing on her own is just outstanding. She has been getting amazing results out there for people with Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And best of all, she especially works with e-commerce stores. She's managed over $1.3 million worth of ad spend for e-commerce stores and has helped brands grow from six to seven figures and beyond. She's got so much experience when it comes to Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And what I love most about Courtney is the fact that she really believes in working with companies to save them money. It's not just about taking money from them and spending it. It's really about making the most of every single dollar that people spend on their advertising. So that's really what I love about Courtney most. So let's get into it. Today we actually have on this session, we'll be discussing especially retargeting and it's a area close to my heart when it comes to advertising, understanding your retargeting, having it set up properly. Most advisors are not doing this when it comes to Facebook ads. So Courtney is definitely leading the pact when it comes to making sure retargeting is set up properly. So that's what we'll be covering today. And even better to tell you is that we will actually be doing a live workshop as well. For all of my Just Ask Parker clients and people who are part of our Winning with Shopify community, we will be providing you with a free workshop. And in this particular workshop, Courtney and I will be discussing actually how to put together retargeting ads. So today on this episode, we will be talking about retargeting in general, some tips and tricks. And at the end, we will give you the link to come and join the workshop and learn even more about retargeting ads. So Let's get straight into it. Let's meet Courtney, say hello, and let's get into some questions and find out more about retargeting. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Hi, Caroline. I'm so good. How are you? Oh, wonderful. It's so great to have you here. We've been speaking for a few months and we've been meaning to do this. So I'm so excited that we can get this done now. So thank you. And I'd love you to tell us more about you and what you do. I know all about you, but everyone listening would love to know more. So let us know a bit more about you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like you said, I am a Facebook and Instagram ads expert. I love making my clients' dollars go as far as possible and really creating profitable campaigns for them so that they can live the entrepreneurial dream of kind of sitting back and relaxing, knowing that all of these pieces of their business are handled and that it's still sort of chugging away, right? Like while they're unplugged. I've been doing ads since about 2012, which in the Facebook ads world makes me sort of like an old wizard, right? Because (laughs) Facebook ads have not, they haven't been around that long, but they changed so much and they have like really grown into this monster that we now know today. And when I, I actually, when I got started, I was living in Europe. So I used to live in Spain, in Madrid. And um, I just sort of dove deep into Facebook ads and into social media marketing and really got my start sort of on my own, working as a freelancer and said to myself, like, there really is 
something here. And after I left the big city of Madrid, I actually came to live in Texas with my now husband. His family owns a ranch down here. And so I'm kind of isolated. So an online business really made perfect sense to me. And the fact that Facebook ads could partner with that, it just sort of all fell into place perfectly. And so I have been doing this on my own as a business and working with clients since October of 2015. Fantastic. So I think what I love, so I, I love so many different aspects of what you stand for as a person. And part of that does come down to you've been through that journey. You know what it's like and you're, you're living it now. You're living in a place where you can't go and take your pick of hundred different jobs in a big city. And there's people in your situation. There's some people who are in the situation of they just want to stay home or they have to stay home for other reasons, or they just want to travel. There's so many different aspects of that. And that's what I love about e-commerce. And when you and I connected, I love the fact that you understand that side as well. And I explained to you, you know, most of my clients are trying to get that first thousand sales and you really are able to help while you're working with larger companies as well. You do work with smaller companies and I just love that. And the fact that you are very much about making the dollar go further. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And really it's that like living life by design, right? That we all, that everyone talks about, everyone dreams about, but really making it happen, not only for myself, but also for my clients is like, it's what, it's what gets me up in the morning sometimes. Fantastic. And when we first connected, we spoke about, I don't even remember who started the conversation, but we both started laughing and we agreed. People not having a plan seems, seems to be one of the biggest problems that we both see and why people are not succeeding. Do you want to extend that topic and talk a bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. So this is something that is near and dear to my heart because there are so many people out there really killing it with Facebook ads, right? Like, let's be honest, Facebook ads is driving a lot of e-commerce store sales around the globe. And the thing that I just like, that hurts my heart for my clients that I end up speaking with is they're like, oh, I've tried Facebook ads and like, I hear that it's so great, but I just like, it's just not working for me. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And typically it's followed up with, I have a budget of a thousand dollars to spend, or I have a budget of $2,000 to spend on my ads. And I've got to make it work within that instead of approaching it really from a strategic perspective of how much do I want to make on, on this? And then how much based on that, how much do I need to spend to get there? right? So instead of going in with, I've got money and I'm going to throw it at the wall and like hope something sticks, it's coming at it from a really like intentional place and saying, okay, I want to make $5,000 from Facebook ads. What is my website conversion rate? How many people do I need to get on my site in order to make that happen? And then how much do I need to spend to get those people onto my site, right? So kind of like backing into it instead of the other way around. Yeah, that is so true. I always talk about reverse engineering your business goals. And what you just said is understanding how many people you need to come to your website. That's something that we have a three-month plan at Just Ask Parker and we actually give people those figures that they come to us exactly like you're saying. And they say, I want to make 10,000 a month. And then they say, oh, I'm getting 100 people to my website a month and I'm converting at 0.01%. And I'm like, well, you're never going to get there with those sort of numbers. Even if we do more traffic on Facebook, it's not going to happen. So I think reverse engineering and understanding your actual, what the conversion rate is on your website and how many visitors you need to make that happen or fixing your website first. So I think that those are the things that people need to think about definitely before running ads. Absolutely. And like you said, really being realistic and, and looking at it because it's hard to look at something that you've built with so much like love and blood and sweat and tears and say like, well, this isn't working. It's hard to be in that place. But if you can take a step back and take your emotions out of it and say, okay, what I'm building isn't working, but I can get there as long as I have these goals in place. And I think Just Ask Parker is a, is a great partner in that and really helping you get to the place where it's feasible to get to 10,000 a month instead of 
instead of just spinning your wheels with a 0.1% conversion rate and trying to spend money on something that ultimately isn't going to work, it's not going to convert for you, I think is so important. And so what would you recommend when it comes to a plan for Facebook ads? So they have to think about those things, but how would you go about actually planning that out? Yeah. So the first thing that you want to understand is your website conversion rate, where, how many people are coming to your site and how many people are actually buying from you. And then the second thing that you need to understand is how, what's your average cart value, your average order value that you're getting coming through. I have a client that I've worked with that has a rather low cart value. Their product is only like $15. And I will say that that's very challenging when we're, you're running Facebook ads, just because the marketplace of Facebook is very, it's difficult, right? Because you're competing against giant brands and giant companies that have an, a cart value of $200. And so they can spend $20, $30 converting somebody. So it gets very competitive. And I always recommend really trying to shoot for about a $50 cart value. When you're jumping into Facebook ads, if you're much lower than that, it's going to be really hard not, and not impossible. I mean, this client that I'm working with, we're making really great strides and we actually just started a campaign that's giving them a 4.5 X return. So every dollar they spend, they're getting about four bucks back, but it's taken a lot of time and a lot of hard work to get there. And so I always recommend really shooting for increasing your cart value to about $50 if you can, or more, which is also great. And then understanding your audience that you have on Facebook. And if you are only getting 100 visitors per month on your website, how can we increase that volume while maintaining your wonderful cart value and your amazing conversion rate? Because you're going to need more than 100 visitors ultimately to get to that $10,000 mark. And so there's a lot of like math that I go into and that I'm really excited to share on this workshop that we have coming up. Plugging in all of those numbers and understanding, okay, if I want to make $10,000, I've got to spend a minimum of two or I've got to spend a minimum of three. And then you start getting into well, I've got to spend a minimum of 8,000 based on what I've got right now, which doesn't even make any sense, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got, to, you've got to kind of plug in those numbers and understand at least those simple facts and figures before you even decide to jump in to Facebook ads. Because it's sort of like, if you, without knowing that, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. I don't know if you do that. Like to see if it's done, you like throw spaghetti at the wall and if it sticks, it's supposed to be done. So I always say like, if you don't have a plan, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying to see what sticks instead of, and you're going to waste a lot of money doing that instead of really approaching it strategically and understanding, Hey, this might not be the time right now, or I am in the perfect place and I'm ready to invest and then getting there quickly and easily. Yeah, it's really interesting. In Just Ask Parker, that's really, we help businesses under a thousand sales. And, you know, that we say it's around 10,000, 20,000 a month that they should be averaging before they move on to a classic style agency. But what I also recommend, you know, when I say classic style, I mean an agency that does everything. But what I do recommend is that people work with us at Just Ask Parker to do the general marketing stuff and then working with one particular company for different areas. So as you know, we've had a Pinterest expert for a while. And so we've had some of our clients work with us and with the Pinterest expert. And why I've got you on is because I want people, if they do want an expert to work with a Facebook and Instagram ad expert, I want them to be able to turn to you, which is why we've created this partnership. But what I'm finding is find it a little bit hard to explain to people. So I don't know if you can sort of help me expand this and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but I have a lot of people coming to us and they say to us, Oh, just set up one ad for me. And we have a look at what's going on on their website and we say, you need to make all these changes. And then they say, no, I don't want to make those changes yet. Just set up an ad for me, just run my Facebook ad and then everything will start making money and then I'll be ready to do everything else. I have encountered this as well. And it's so hard because as business owners, right, we want to invest what we have already in our business. That makes sense to us. That is very logical to us. And for years, really, Facebook ads and uh, digital marketing in general, even for the last like 10, 15 years, it's kind of been the wild west where you're like, throw some money at it and I'll get results. And then, you know, everything will be great. And you hear of all these success stories of, you know, companies scaling from zero to 
30,000 in two months or, you know, you, and you know, they're like, oh, Facebook ads is so great. But the thing is, is that they have the foundation. Those, those Cinderella stories, if you will, have such a strong foundation that they're not sort of always telling you about. They have those conversion rates. They have those cart values or they've got like a ton of lifetime value in their clients. They've got those inter like integral pieces figured out. So for, for anyone to approach Facebook ads and say, oh, if you just run this ad, I know it'll convert. I don't want to work on my website. I just, I just want more traffic to my site. It will, all that will do is sort of enhance what you've already got going on. So I say Facebook ads is like a magnifying glass. If you have got 100 visitors a month and they're converting at 5%, you put some money behind that and you're going to see amazing results. However, if you've got a hundred visitors and you've got a 0.1% conversion rate, it's just going to magnify that. And you're going to see so much money into, into ads because it's not, it's not going to work. And so really the importance of ads and the success of ads is hundred percent reliant upon the success of your website. Where are you sending them to? Is your product tested and approved and validated really within your audiences? Yeah, it's so true. And just for everyone listening, we are talking about Facebook and Instagram. We keep on saying Facebook, but we are talking about yeah. platforms because they do work together. But I'll just give two examples. What you just said, Courtney, about that people are getting success out there. I just want to take it the other way, just because I do like to be transparent. I do want people to think about the other side of it. So while there is a lot of people out there that are getting success and there's this wild west of, you know, all of this success, there's also two things going on that I've seen a lot of, and I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about is one thing is that there's a lot of people in Facebook groups saying, oh, I've been running Facebook ads for $5 and I'm getting, you know, $10,000 a month in sales, just run a $5 a day ad and you'll be fine. What a lot of people don't realize is that those people doing that on Facebook, not all of them, but a lot of them are actually people who are going to private message you and try to get money from you on the back end. And they're going to say they're doing like a secret sort of make money business where then they message you if you could make any comments and they say, hey, do you want me to show you how to do it? Just pay me some money and I'll do it for you or I'll help. So there's that going on. Have you heard of that sort of stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I it just like... It breaks my heart because, again, Facebook ads, digital marketing has been the wild west. So there's a ton of self-proclaimed experts out there who are like, oh, right, this, this almost get-rich-quick kind of scheme yes. or this like, $1 a day is going to make you thousands. And while I have totally worked with clients and we've spent a dollar a day and gotten results, what you don't see on that is the amazing amount of legwork that it took to get there, right? You had to build up that audience before you were ready to scale down to a dollar a day. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, I have to say, scammers out there that are pretending like that they're doing, making all this success and they're just trying to actually sell you their own services. Then the other thing that I've heard about, I think I mentioned this two weeks ago on my podcast, I was in London recently and there's a guy that I've been, I've worked with before in London and he was telling me he worked at a huge advertising agency in London and he was saying to me, oh my God, Carolyn, he said, you would not believe all the companies that used to come to us for Facebook ads were not making any money at all. These are massive companies in the UK, not making any money. And our team of people were just taking money for monthly management and just not getting them results because a lot of it was just lost leads or they just didn't even notice that their money was going down the drain. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that happen before too. And it, oh, it just sucks. I just had a conversation actually with a friend. She called me like two weeks ago and she was like, Courtney, can you please jump on a call with me? Like almost on the verge of tears. And she's like, I am paying somebody like $10,000 a month for these Facebook ads. And I am not seeing anything convert. And I didn't even know that this was happening. Like and she didn't know how to get into her ads manager. She didn't know what she was looking at whenever she got there. She didn't understand those pieces, which is, again, why, Caroline, I love what Just Ask Parker is doing. Because it, when you outsource a blind spot like that, when you are just saying, here, take my money, please, like, I don't know what I'm doing, and you've not done it at all yourself, you sometimes you can unfortunately be taken advantage of and oh. you can lose so much money because you just don't know what's going on. And for this friend in particular, she 
bust multiple five figures, upwards of $30,000 in ads because she just, she, she, they just told her it would work and she just trusted them and it didn't and she didn't know. And when we dove into her back end, it was so obvious what wasn't working and why it wasn't working, but she just, she just didn't know. And it, it's so hard to, to outsource a blind spot of your business like that without being taken advantage of. Courtney, it's exactly why I started this business the way I did, because it was just a typical marketing agency that I ran for years and years and years, helping people, but I was you know, genuine and helping people, but I saw this, I saw people who they were really wanting to make a difference. They wanted to make something happen in their life and then they were getting ripped off. And oh my God, yeah, we could have a whole podcast. I did one two weeks ago about, you know, the dangers of working with certain people, but it really is the abyss. Yeah. There's just so many terrible stories. And like you said, that's really what we're trying to do. We want to help people learn enough to understand the questions that they should be asking. It's not that they need to be experts in Facebook ads, but they need to understand where the things are missing in their business. And that's why today we're talking about retargeting because they need to know that they can either talk to their team or their Facebook ads expert, whoever they're working with, or look at it themselves and say, hey, hang on a second, we're not doing this. Why are we not doing it? Yes, exactly. And really feeling confident going into those conversations. Sometimes these people will that are experts, they're they're sort of annoyed by you know you coming in and saying anything to them. And so they if you're not confident, you can easily go in and just be sort of disregarded and just sort of get off the call and have accomplished nothing. And that is such a dangerous place to be, but also such a difficult place to be as a business owner because you want, you're like, this is my blood, sweat and tears is like my baby. I don't want this to fail. And I feel like you're not listening to me. And so having the confidence to just go into those conversations and say, I know that we need to be doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm not seeing that help me understand why. And in a way that is like a genuine conversation, it can be so empowering and also so profitable ultimately for your business, which as business owners is something that we all want, right? And that's a really good point, Courtney. If someone is out there listening to this and thinking, hang on, my agency or the expert I'm working with is not helping me, they need to answer and help you understand. It's not that they have to teach you anything and they say to you, I shouldn't be here teaching you. That's, I respect that. That's fine. And that's what most agencies don't do. And that's fine. That's not what they do. But if you have a question like, hang on a second, why am I paying you 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 a month? And I haven't had results yet. What is going on? Can we work through what's going on? They should have the decency to help you understand that. Yes, I totally agree. And it's, it's that kind of partnership ultimately that will not only make you feel empowered, but will get you great results, right? When you are partnering with somebody that cares about you and cares about your business, they will be happy to sit down with you and say, absolutely, this is what's going on. Let me tell you about what we're doing and where each dollar is going, you know? Yeah. And on that note as well, if it, especially with advertising, if you're working with someone, Google ads, Facebook ads, it doesn't really matter. But if they haven't actually checked out your website to decide, hang on, what can we do better on your website? And they might not know, but they should point you in the direction of someone else because all the traffic in the world, I can get you a million visitors to your website with Facebook ads. But if you have not got your website set up properly, then you're not going to get conversions. And you mentioned that before, Courtney, it just, it just magnifies what's going on. So the expert also has to be there to tell you, hang on a second, your website will not get conversions when it looks like that or it's doing that. Yes, absolutely. And you should, like you said, they don't necessarily have to be experts, web design or web development experts themselves. But if they're, they are an expert in their field, they will be plugged in with people who are experts and they'll at least know general data and be able to say, hey, this is not, this is not converting. Let, let's talk more about your website before we spend any more money here because that's important, you know? Or the, the two biggest things I'm seeing with so-called Facebook experts, and there's so many terrible ones out there. First of all, they don't actually look at the customer avatar. They have no idea who the customer is. They just say, we're just going to target people in general. So my the people that come to us at Just Ask Parker, and they say, I've been running ads, but it all failed. And I say, okay, well, what did the experts say they were targeting? Who? And they say, I don't know. And then the second thing is the website. And that's why I'll plug right now, Just Ask Parker, we have for $50, you can have an audit done where we just go through and we audit a website 
So then there's people out there that don't want to pay to work with Just Ask Parker, fine, but come and get an audit done because at least for $50, you can find out if you need to make any changes to get better conversions. And I offer that purely for that reason. I just want to help people. I don't want them losing money. Exactly. And you and I are so aligned in that because it's so, there's so many people out there that will just advertise and will just take your money, even if it's not working. And one of the things that, that I love about what I've built, and I think what you've built too, is that it's easy to just say, yeah, of course I'll take your money. It's much harder to say, hey, I know you want to give me that money, but I don't know that that's what's best for your business right now. So I think yeah. we should all take a step back and look at how can we make sure that this is profitable for you? Because ultimately in the long run, right? That's not, it's not good for me. It's not good for my business. It's not good for you and your business. So I would rather take some time and wait and make sure that you've got those foundational pieces in place before you run your ads. And really that goes back to creating a strategic plan and coming into ads at the right time with the right ideas and realistic ideas about what it's going to do for you and your business without without just saying, I've got a budget of $1,000 and I'm going to spend that money on Facebook no matter what, you know, that's just, that is a quick way to just lose money and lose it quickly because Facebook will spend it. You say, here's a thousand dollars, Facebook, they will, they'll spend it. You may not get your results, but they will absolutely spend that for you. So it's important that you take the time to really understand what you're doing and how you're, how you're doing that. That's why we have on as an advisor, because we know that you've actually got our clients best interests at heart. And I love that. So let's get into retargeting. Let's talk a bit about that because just explain why retargeting is important as because you call it the first part of setting up Facebook ads. Can we talk a little bit about why that is? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love retargeting. I have got this giant smile on my face. I'm just like so giddy when I talk about this because it is Really what I would identify as and call your quickest way to cash is your retargeting audiences. People that have been on your website that are already shown interest, they know who you are. You don't have to overcome the hurdle of this is who I am. This is what my product is. This is what it does. Here's the solution for the problem that you don't have to overcome that. You can just say, hey, don't, don't forget about that thing you put in your cart and then boom, your abandoned cart rates drop by 30, 40%. And you start seeing more and more conversions. And really for my clients, retargeting ads are the cornerstone of, of what we do and how we advertise. And it's one of the first things that I set up for my clients, which a lot of people would say is almost counterintuitive, right? Because you're saying, okay, I need to get more people on my site. But if we, if we focus rather on quality instead of quantity and we really get back in front of those people that you have on your site, I think that is absolutely an invaluable tool inside of your business, which is why I love the concept of retargeting so, so much. I'm with you. I hear you. It's my, the thing that I try to explain to people all the time. And I feel like a broken record because I'm exactly like that. You have to do your retargeting. And on that note, I'm going to add while we're talking about Facebook and Instagram, I'll also add that everyone should be setting up at the same time their pixel for Pinterest and perfect audience and Google at the same time. So just set up all your pixels. It doesn't cost any money. Just set them up and have them ready. So then all of these platforms are starting to collect the data and you can turn them on when you need. Yes, I totally agree with that. I totally love what you're saying. And for anybody that doesn't know your pixel, your Facebook pixel, any sort of tracking, it's a, just a piece of code and it's like a little spy, right? That kind of hangs out on your website and you, it just tracks people's activity. And so you don't even have to use it to have it on your website and to have it continue to track data. And then when we later come in and start doing advertising, whether it is on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Google, whatever that looks like, we've got so much data there for us to work with. And ultimately that just means a more profitable campaign and a more comprehensive strategy for you. And so even if you're not thinking about doing ads right now, you're not even thinking that this is something that applies to you, I would highly, highly recommend taking that first step and at least getting that pixel plugged in because later you can use that to six months later, you can use that same data. So I think it's very, very important and definitely a cornerstone in 
any sort of Shopify e-commerce environment. Definitely. And Google, it's 540 days that they collect the data for. So you can use that for a lot longer than that, even on Google. And I don't know the other platforms. I think it's like 180 days. So there's definitely quite a few different variations. Let's talk about days for a second. This is a good putting together all my training. I've been putting my training together for my second edition of my course. And this was something that I discussed and I want you to discuss it here now number of days that people should be thinking about their tracking pixel based on their business. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. So I have a lot of thoughts on this and my most favorite answer to this that everybody hates is it depends. It's like, it's like the, it is the, the kryptonite of Facebook ads. Whenever someone asks me a question, 90% of the time I will say it depends. Mm -hmm. And Really, when you are looking at creating audiences, I do recommend a few sort of very important audiences, your 180-day website traffic, and then I also scale down to 90 days, 60 days, 30 days, 14 days, and then I actually count down by one. So 14, 13, 12, 11, all the way down to one day traffic. And when you're talking about retargeting campaigns, it's important that you have a minimum of 250 people in an audience before you decide to retarget them. And the reason for that is, is Facebook is not going to feed out your ads if the that audience is less than about 250 people in my experience. I Ideally, we would love to see about a thousand people in each ad set so that Facebook Facebook has a thousand people that they can target. That's sort of the what what I would consider to be the foundational numbers that you should always shoot for is a thousand. But if you've got if you're if you've only got a thousand people visiting your site per month, then it's okay to break them up into four groups. So making that one to seven days seven to 14 days, 14 to 21, and then 21 to 30. And those groups basically are your opportunity to overcome objections. When you're doing any sort of retargeting ads, you want to overcome all of the objections because we all know what our objections are for our business. Maybe it's that's too much money, or do I really need it? Or what, like, what is everybody else saying? And so in those groups, I always overcome an objection one at a time. And so the first objection that I always overcome is price. And I talk about value and really what you're getting. And sometimes I'll introduce an evergreen offer there of like $5 off or 10% off, something like that to just sort of overcome, hey, maybe you didn't want it at this price point, but here is Here's the value that you're getting. And on top of that, I will give you 10% off to come back and get that thing. And then in your second group of ads, I always overcome social proof. So I put in front of my audiences testimonials and things that other people are saying about the product and about their own experience, really just doing sort of that kind of five-star overview of the product. And then I also will overcome the objection of maybe it's just not the right time, right? So price, timing, and social proof are the top three objections. And so you sort of give them that sense of urgency in that last ad, which is another great opportunity to introduce a limited time discount, an extra discount maybe, or to just say, hey, we have a limited quantity of this available, um, et cetera, et cetera. So you can kind of elaborate and expand upon that, but really segmenting your audiences into those groups is so, so helpful and just overcoming objections and then staying in front of them for an extended period of time so that they don't forget about you. Really, most of the abandoned carts that are happening, sometimes people just forget. And I know mm -hmm. even because I'm a marketer, sometimes I'll go to a site for a product that I really want and then I will wait and see if they retarget me with a sale offer. And if they do, I'll buy it. And if they don't, I might forget about it. So it's just another opportunity to increase your sales and get back in front of those people that have the intent to buy already. They already made it to the site. The hard work is done. You just need to now get back in front of them and remind them why they wanted your stuff in the first place. Right? I love it. I love all of that. I'm taking notes for everyone. I want to ask you a few other questions. I've just got something on the tip of my tongue and I'm just thinking about it, but I think I just lost it, but I'll come back to it. I want to ask you about add to cart versus views. What, how do you break that up? And what is your opinion on which is one more important thing than the other? What do we have to do when it comes to the different types of audiences? 
Yes, so, so important. So really these two actions, add to cart and view content or page view would be the same action as far as Facebook and Instagram ads are concerned. The add to cart people, nine times out of 10 are going to be 10 times more valuable because they've taken the action. And while this is a small action digitally, mentally it's not. And so they've taken the action of clicking that button and saying, yes, I want this thing, right? Whereas view content people, maybe they were looking, they decided there was something they didn't like, they, they had all these other thoughts, maybe they got distracted by the kids, whatever it is, that view content person is just a lower quality, it's just a lower intent audience. Now, it doesn't mean that they won't convert, but what I like to do sometimes is actually split them up and test that and see who can I get the cheapest conversions from. And if your add to cart audience, again, is not 250 people for whatever segment of data of days that you've selected, let's, you have to move down. You have to move down into view content or into page views or into just general website visitors because Facebook needs more data than that. So any scenario, the rule of thumb is that Facebook needs 50 conversions per week to per seven days to optimize your, your campaign, whatever that is. So if you've not got those 250 people to convert into those 50 conversions, ideally that number is a thousand, remember, but if you don't have enough people to get those 50 conversions, then Facebook can't optimize your ads and it's just going to be really difficult for you to get those results. There is new data coming out that might support those 50 conversions not being necessary, but in general, we like to say that it's important that you've got a big enough audience to do ultimately what it is that you're asking them to do. And your view content audience will include your add to cart audience which is why you can sort of step down and include both of them into one audience, if that makes sense. Sorry, there's a lot of data that happens. Facebook ads and Instagram ads really is the Pandora box of marketing, I feel. Sure, and when we do the actual workshop, we'll be live on a video screen, so we'll be able to share lots more information there and go into more detail. So this is great. I wanna ask you based on that, let's say for instance, people don't have, what I'm finding is a lot of people that come to Just Ask Parker, they don't have 50 conversions a week to see the to have the optimization done. What happens with them? So let's say they set up an ad on Monday, and it goes live and they only get three conversions for that week. What happens? They just wait or yeah, so, or what's the yeah. So actually what we do is we work backwards into your funnel to a place where you can get 50 conversions. So if you're not getting 50 purchases per week, but you're getting 50 add to carts, we would tell the campaign that we actually want 50 add to carts instead of purchases. And if you're not getting the 50 add to carts, maybe we say, okay, we just want 50 landing page views. And we kind of work backwards from there until we can scale to getting that 50 conversions, 50 purchases, 50 add to carts, whatever that is, until we can scale up to that. Because again, Facebook needs that, that data, that information. One thing that I'm really excited to share is just sort of the formula of how you should be approaching how much to spend on your ad. So we'll be sharing that. I think talking about it will be very confusing, but in our workshop, we will absolutely show what that algorithm, that conversion rate is. And so, yeah, so we will, we'll go over all of that, but I think in general, it's important to just not get defeated and to understand that there are workarounds. You may not be getting 50 purchases per, per week, but you can absolutely get 50 ad per cart, add to carts, and then we can kind of scale up from there. Okay. So can we just explain that a little bit more? Because a lot of people have been told to run a Facebook ad, whether it be retargeting or whatever. We're talking about retargeting right now. But if someone's being told to run an ad and get run it on conversions, and it's based on conversions, but now you're saying if they can't get 50 conversions, then it's either 50 ad to cart. So let's take it to the worst example, like the worst case scenario, that they have only had 50 landing page conversions. So now how do they set up the ad? It's not based on conversions then. It's based on views. Yeah, so it actually is a conversion action, right? So we've got, in, in your conversion, Facebook thinks of conversions as any event that is happening on your site. So a conversion can be a page view, a conversion can be an add to cart, it can be a purchase. So when you're talking about changing that conversion to further up the funnel so that you get that 50 number, we can actually still keep it in a conversion campaign. It's just 
defining that conversion differently. So telling Facebook, hey, instead of 50 purchases, I just want 50 page views. And that's then what they will optimize for. The challenge that can come along with that, if you're not getting the 50 purchases, is sometimes Facebook will give you audiences that are more likely to convert on a page view or more likely to convert on an ad to cart instead of the audience that's more likely to convert on purchases. So that's kind of where it can get tricky and where I recommend kind of just knowing, knowing what to expect with that audience and why retargeting is the perfect place to do that because you are saying, hey, out of these people, I just want to get them back on my site. I know that they're qualified because they've already been there. They've already added to cart. They've already done whatever. I just want to get back in front of them and why retargeting. It really is the perfect place to start, especially for these people who maybe aren't getting that large, large number of of conversions each and every week. Okay. So let's say for instance, someone doesn't get the 50 conversion sales, uh, conversions on sales. They're getting, they go back to setting up for a page view. What happens then? They get the 50 page views and then they're going to run more of the same ads or are they going to change it over to a conversion pixel for sales for the conversion or do they leave it as a page view? What's your recommendation? So I would leave it as a page view until you start to see a higher number of purchases coming through. So again, Really what we're, what we are doing is telling Facebook, Hey, this is what I want to see happen. I want to see somebody visit my site. Um, and I ultimately want to see somebody purchase, but you need to have those, that number of purchases coming through. So I would recommend staying with those landing page views or staying with the view content page view conversion for a time until you can scale up until your audience is bigger until you're getting that number of conversions. And if you're not, understand that that audience is still really well pre-qualified. And so just telling Facebook to get them back on your site, you're still going to see an amazing conversion rate from that audience because we know that they have a high intent. They've already been on your site. They've already added to cart or whatever the case may be specifically in, in reference to retargeting, they've proven themselves right as an audience. And so it's okay that, that they, that we keep it on landing page views for a limited time until we can scale up to those 50 purchases. Sure. And one thing based on that is that, and I've seen this with so many people that have worked with Facebook ad experts in inverted commas. And what I'm seeing is that people are not getting results and they keep on trying, keep on trying, but it ends up being that their customer avatar is not correct. The, the person that they're targeting is not correct. So that's something as well. I think that people need to really take a closer look at as well to make sure that they're targeting the right person. Because like you said, if it's the right person, then that can keep on getting better and better. However, and if your price points are high, it might just be you need to get someone to convert. But I've worked with quite a few people that their price points are at a point where the people that they're targeting just will never afford what they're selling. Yes, absolutely. And that is so sort of top of funnel, new audiences and like Getting all of that straightened out is its own can of worms for sure. And so I actually recommend the what we're talking about to kind of be where you start, to start with retargeting before you jump into the top of funnel stuff because that can get out of hand so, so quickly. Yeah, but I guess if there's people out there that have worked with someone who's gotten them a lot of the wrong traffic without them knowing, then they have to be careful because retargeting those people could become difficult as well. So sometimes it's about weeding out even the traffic that you are getting if it's incorrect. Absolutely. Yes, I totally agree. And it's part of, part of that is just really understanding overall holistic funnel health, right? And understanding your website and all the things that you do it just as Parker of sort of training business owners and store owners to say there, it is about so much more than Facebook ads. It is about so much more than Pinterest or Google. It is about the overall health of what you're doing in your business and really starting with a strong foundation. And that's part of the reason why that is just so, so important. And so tell me about Instagram. We haven't mentioned the word Instagram at all. Anything that you've just said then, does it change when it comes to Instagram or is it all exactly the same sort of a strategy? So when you're talking about ads specifically, the strategy on Instagram and Facebook is so incredibly similar. It's actually managed from the same place. You can run the exact same ad with no additional effort on Instagram as you can on Facebook. The strategy changes a little bit if you are focused on conversions from Instagram and Facebook, the way that you create your text and 
and all of that kind of stuff. But in general, the algorithm and what you are telling Instagram and Facebook to do is, is exactly the same. And so all of that sort of integral, like little knowledge really works so similarly on both platforms, which is why I just include both services when I work with my clients and really just encourage people to utilize both and to just pay attention to your, your cost per conversion on both so that, you know, you, you're really taking advantage of everything that all the opportunities that you have in front of you. And let me ask you something about images. We haven't spoken about images and it's a big part of what I try to push to people because I think a lot of people don't think through their image choices very well. What is your opinion? Let's say we're doing a a couple of different ads. Let's say we've got one ad running for add to cart, one for few products. Are we running different images to those two audiences or do you suggest doing the same images? Do you have any recommendations on that? Yes, I do. I, my recommendation Yes, I do. My recommendation is everything is worth testing. So anytime I work with my clients, I really test. Anytime I work with my clients, I really, I really test all images. I test same image with the same text, same image with different text, different text with a different image, and really give the algorithm and the audiences a ton of data to convert on, right? We as business owners do not know what our audience wants until they tell us. So it's important that you test all of those things together. Yeah, I've got an example in my summit that I run, which is the Social Media Influencer Marketing Summit. I interviewed a guy called Chase who he's done, he sells 1 million pairs of sunglasses a year. And it's it's free, anyone that's listening, if they want to go and sign up, please do. And he mentions that He's been doing this at this stage for six years. He created the sunglasses just for him, for his audience. They're designed for him as a person. So he's only looking for more people like him. But when it came to advertising, he was saying, oh yeah, run this ad, run these images. And he was wrong. He actually still gets it wrong which images actually convert. So I think as business owners, it's our business, it's our baby. But I think that you need to step back and say, okay, get my ego out of this. Let's do some testing. And that's one thing. And Courtney, I know you're the same. It's not about our opinions. It's not about our ego. It's all about what do the statistics tell us? Yes, exactly. And you have to really, like you have to pay attention to and understand that even though you may not like an ad, it may convert very well. And that has been the hardest thing I would say for most of my clients to to appreciate and to love because you don't, as a business owner, sometimes you're like, I just don't want to do that ad. And as long as it has good representation of your brand and the language is wonderful and everything looks like it's on brand, I would say run it. Even if you're like, I don't know that I like that wording exactly. Or even if you're like, I really would prefer to use this word, run all of it run the one you don't like and run the one you like and see which one converts better. And if you're, excuse me. And so run the one you like and run the one you don't like and see which one converts better. And if you're right, then awesome. But if you're not right, you've, you've allowed that ad to go out there, which ultimately brings more money back to you, which is important. Yeah, it's so true. I love it. So I think, is there any final thoughts? Because I think that doing a workshop together is going to give people a lot of great help being able to see this all we're going to put together. You'll have some um, information and slides for people to see. Is there anything else today that we can finish up on that people should know before walking away from this and maybe running ads already, or maybe wanting to set something up soon? Ooh, um, I would just say to keep in mind that everything is worth testing. So if you keep in mind the things that we've talked about, your audience sizes and really starting with that good retargeting first and foremost, I think that you can test with a small budget and look at your data and look at your information and say, is this working? Is it not? How many purchases have I gotten from this? after I've spent $20, what does that look like? And if it's not working, turning it off and trying again and not being afraid to fail, I think is the biggest thing with Facebook ads. You have to experiment a little bit with your audience so that you get to know them and they get to know you before you can just go in and create a killer ad right off the bat. So I would just encourage you that everything is worth testing and to try to 
just really integrate all of that into into what you're doing and into your marketing practices. Okay, I have one more question for you. How often have you seen a company get it right on the very first ad that they run? Ooh, good question. I don't know that I've, one time I saw a company run an ad for the very first time and they, it went viral. They killed it. They got like 20 million views on this video. It was awesome. It had a great, great amount of organic traffic and it just took off. But honestly, those scenarios are less frequent than everyone thinks. It doesn't happen mm. often. And it's just sort of like the trick behind going viral. There isn't a trick. No one knows. Everyone's just kind of guessing and we're all doing our best. And so I would just, I would just say, don't give up if it doesn't work on the first try, because I've worked with hundreds of businesses and I've only ever seen that happen mm. once. Thank you. That's exactly what I thought your answer would be because I know that in the real world, that is actually the truth. It's a little bit like that ad that came out, remember a few years ago, the Dollar Shave Club. They did that amazing ad and it went absolutely viral. And the amount of people that I've seen do similar ads that try to copy it because that is actually the formula for a viral ad in inverted commas. Yeah. And the amount of people that have tried to copy that particular ad and gone nowhere. So like you said, it, there's no actual answer for that. Some things go viral and while we can try to copy that formula, formula a little bit, it doesn't mean that it's going to work every single time. So checking ads and testing them is the only way to go. Absolutely. I totally agree. A hundred percent. Fantastic. Well, Courtney, thank you so much. We are going to have a workshop coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to put the link underneath this video on the website. So if you are listening to this from a phone or some sort of media device, just click the link and it will take you back to the website of Just Ask Parker. And there will be a link to sign up for the actual workshop. And that workshop will be talking about how to create a retargeting ad on Facebook, the correct way to do it. We'll be going through everything we've spoken about today in more detail. And we'll also be giving some basic examples so you can actually get off that workshop and do it on your, for yourself and get things done properly. Or maybe you're working with a company and they're not doing things properly. So you can start to understand what is going wrong in your particular situation, but we'll be covering all of that and much, much more. So Courtney, do you have any final words before we finish up? Just thank you so much for having me today. I have loved chatting with you and I am so, so excited for our workshop coming up. So if you guys have any questions, there will be a Q and A time during that. And so make sure that you show up and I'm excited to, to work with all of you. Wonderful, Courtney, you have been absolutely amazing today. You're, you're a superstar and you definitely have so much to share. And I know that in the time we've had so far, I know that we have not even touched the surface of what you've got to share. So that workshop's definitely gonna go into a lot more detail and I'm excited for that. Yes, me too, I'm so excited. Wonderful, well, thanks for being here and thanks everyone for listening. And until next week, keep smiling. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash winning with Shopify and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And as a listener, get 20% off at justaskparker.com by using the code podcast.